So listeners, we have some fun news to share. Not only do we have an opportunity to fundraise for an amazing organization, but I get to check something off my bucket list and you get to volunteer your husband. I know, I'm so excited. We are super excited. Both Trisha and I are separately supporting Jump with Above and Beyond Cancer. This is from their website and I thought I'd read this because it says 20 local celebrities have agreed to do a tandem parachute jump out of an airplane in central Iowa in order to raise funds for Above and Beyond Cancer. And I guess that means we're celebrities. I know. We will take it. Exactly. Such an amazing organization. They don't just have programs for survivors, but also for caregivers. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm jumping for Judy, Jason's Mr. Producer's mother, Mm -hmm. and for my friend Shannon, who's a cancer survivor. Yes. And Jeremy is jumping for his mom, uh, Jody, who had breast cancer, and his grandpa Ernie, and his aunt Kimbra, who both had passed away from cancer. You have the opportunity to donate in someone's name, so very special. Any support you want to give us would be amazing. We'll have both links uh, in the show notes. If everyone were to donate a dollar, even a dollar, (laughs) even a dollar. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. The goal is $100,000. Now there's multiple people raising money. 20 people. Um, So each each of us, our goal is to raise $5,000. Sastastic Life with hosts Trisha Rivas and Wendy Fredrigel. Hello, we are back and we have Melissa Merrifield in the house. Hello, ladies. I'm in the hot seat. It's really, it's really hot. It's kind of a little hot. It's our ass on fire. (laughs) Not yet. I do kind of like it hot, you know. I did bring you a little hot sauce. Because you know why? Because we're all hot sauces that really kick ass. Really? It's mule sauce and we all kick ass. There, There is a mule kicking another mule in the ass on that level. We're all hot it. sauce. <laughs> That's me kicking Wendy in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What else okay. you got there to start our episode with? I thought we would start with a moment of positivity and great affirmations just because we are being positive in the light. And so I think you guys should choose in your unicorn. Okay. So I like it. And we'll see what our positive affirmations of the day are. Oh, shuffle them up. Every now and then we need a little extra. So this is something that I do when I need a little extra. I love the unicorn and the rabbit. Oh, they all have the rabbit. Strengths. You are hereby, hereby declared a strong, resilient warrior of heroic proportions. Enjoy your battles, whatever they are, because you are guaranteed to come through them stronger, brighter, and more compassionate. And based on what I know of mythology, probably with great hair and a six-pack. What the fuck? This was made for me. Oh, yeah, it was. The hair of queen. The and, queen a of hair. and a six-pack. And a six-pack. It's under there. It's there. I see. We've all got a six-pack. in there. Mine's in the fridge. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. This is so great. So mine has, like, a car wrapped up in wrapping paper. It says, good things to come. Mm-hmm. There are so many amazing gifts coming my way. 
I can't see them now because I respect the general convention of not peeking under wrapping paper. But they will show up when the time is just right, and that's when I'll remember how much fun it is to be surprised. So you're saying they arise to the, the occasion? Mm-hmm. I Well, I think what I love about this is I'm not very patient. Mm-hmm. So... So good things for you. Yeah. So mine is courage. No one is fearless. No one. But even though I am not fearless, I am courageous. When fear shows up, I don't run away from it. I use my courage to conquer it. My courage allows me to walk right up to that fear and kick it in the nuts, and then quickly hide behind someone else bigger until it goes away. (laughs) Okay, that's fantastic. That's funny. You know what's courageous? Is this haircut? <laughs> that, that, you like that, my hair? Yes, that is courageous. Yes, yeah. That okay. was remind us what grade that was. It was like when I was ten, nine, ten-ish. You know, there was a phase there. There was mm. the bow tie. The the I don't. What do you call the haircut? Um, if somebody walked into to your salon today and says, "You know, I'd like to have this kind of haircut," fuck no. <laughs> That's what we call that haircut. I like that. Yes. That's a fucking. No it's haircut. like a cross between a um, bowl cut and a mullet. Well, and I think there's a little bit of a shag in there. there yeah, yes. there's a little shag going on in the bags. There's a, like a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was what my previous self looked like. And, and as you grow and evolve and change. Yes. What do you transform into? What do you like to lean into? And so um, you posted a picture and I felt like I had to share this because it's just too much. Not to share. If you can't laugh at yourself, then exactly. That's right. You know. Yeah. That's well, I and I think you picked out the most perfect card for you and our topic about being courageous. And you have done a lot of that, our friend, over the past five years. Mm. Do you Thank feel you. like that? I do. I feel um, there's been a lot. Well, I would say throughout my life, I've had a lot of courageous moments um, from growing up, from parents being divorced. My mom remarrying, getting divorced again, being that pillar of the family early on, um, but then being faced with lots of challenges as you grow. And, you know, prior to moving here, we lived in Cedar Rapids. And so a lot of people don't know we were part of the flood of Cedar Rapids in 2008. So we lost our whole entire house. So if you imagine being, getting married, having a kid and graduating from college, and then the next year, that whole life just that house that you bought, you know, when you're 22 floods and there's nothing you can do about it. You walk into your house about three foot up was anything we could save. And the insurance agent hands you the letter and says, you're denied. What do you got to do? You literally lost everything in your house and your house. And you find out you have a baby on the way. Oh goodness. Bless <laughs> so Going through those things and and being courageous and um, learning a lot about yourself, what you're capable of doing, takes a lot of courage. And over the last five years, you know, I moved my family here from Cedar Rapids. We moved into the Des Moines market. Um, I've worked, I've had some incredible opportunities to work for some great companies. And, but through those, I didn't feel like there wasn't a fit or there was something that I knew that I'm capable of doing more. And just truly going after what that looks like and how you build your brand and you come into a new market and you don't know anybody. And then all of a sudden you walk into a room and you know 500 people. 
and just being courageous, not only for yourself, but your family. And, you know, I've got two daughters at home, so I'm hoping that I'm, I'm helping show them what it's like to be courageous and brave and take the steps into creating the best life for myself, for my friends, my family, for all of it. Goodness, what else is there to talk about? Uh, just how long, how long you do you got? My goodness gracious, my dear, you just <laughs> summed that up. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you know that? I the you had told me that, but I yeah. So um, it was quite the ordeal. Uh, I really truly learned a lot about giving back and being a really good human. Um, so I worked at that point in time. I worked for Coral Ridge Mall. The entire mall team came into my house and mucked my house out. Mm-hmm. So um, you know the things that we were able to save. There's a smell. So, for example, my manager, she took everything. This is back when pictures. And so this one was not in cold sweat, but um, she was in the vault. Yeah. (laughs) And that was back when we had pictures and, you know, and you actually didn't just take a selfie and it stayed on your phone. You actually printed them. and, And so she took every single one of my pictures and she laid them out and dried them on the, out on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And then she took them home and freeze dried them for me. Mm -hmm. And, but it's, they still, you open it up and there's this like whiff of just hit, hits you. So imagine like leaving your house and being told just take enough for the weekend. It'll be fine. The basement might flood, but you'll be fine. When we literally left that day. So that morning I had an urge that I, that I shouldn't go to work. Um, and my daughter was at daycare. So I was like, I just need to stay home and and get moving things up. Mm -hmm. We had a knock on the door at 10 o'clock that says it was a voluntary evacuation Mm -hmm. by four o'clock. It was mandatory. And when we left, the water was literally coming up. We lived on a corner. It was literally coming up and it was like starting to come up our road. Mm. And so we literally just took, they said, just take for the weekend. And then um, two and a half weeks later, we weren't allowed to get in our house. And so just imagining July or June, summer heat, sitting there. um, And you could, when you walked into your house, it was literally like everything was picked up and just, you could tell where it was floating around the water. Wow. There was black mold. um, Just taking all that in and just really processing, wow, processing. I worked my ass off to buy that house. I was 22. I, yeah. And just being told that you lose everything. Yeah. I mean, you don't come back much from that. And, oh. But you also learn a lot about yourself. I also learned a lot of ways to navigate red tape, government funding, because we did get some female money. Okay. Um, but there was restrictions on that and there was waiting processes. And um, in order for us to buy a new house, I had to, I had to find a, something to do with the house that just got flooded. Yes. Um, I had a buyer for a short sale. Of course, that was the time, 2008, 2009. We all know what was going on then. And so the bank turned us down because they were like, we don't know what's going on. Why do you want to do a short sale here? And they just shuffled the papers. And so eventually the nice thing is, is that I had worked for a credit union and we had some, got some FEMA money that gave us a down payment for the next house. And I just let the house go. So the next house that you moved into, was that here? No. So we bought a house in Cedar Rapids um, right after. So I knew 
piece of tissue left. Yeah, thank you. I knew instantly, like right after, the, the, like that next morning, it just rained all night long. Oh, jeez. Just rained. And I knew, I already knew what was what was going on. So I knew, we even tried. So my I had a friend that had, his parents lived kind of down the road. So that next day, we set out to go walk, to go in to see what we could if there was anything that we could pull out and say, and we started walking and it was like knee deep mm-hmm. and it starts getting up to the, but, and we're like, I'm like, I can't do this. I don't know how, I don't yeah. know what. Yeah. So you didn't know what was floating around in the water. And no. I was like, I can't do that. But in that place, not only did, you know, we have lots of volunteers um, that came to, but my dad worked in Chicago and his company gathered stuff for us and we went to pick it up. They had gathered so much stuff for us that I couldn't even bring it all back home. Oh, my goodness. So I brought what I could, and then we used what we could, and we just passed out to the neighborhood because everybody was dealing with the same thing. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just them. Um, But so the next house that we bought, fun story about that, we go to close the house. I'm nine months pregnant. It's winter. And then they say, guess what? We don't have the check for you. And we've already got the apartment that you rented. It's gone because we already sold, got that rented back out. So in those situations, like you really learn patience, gratitude, how to navigate converse, t- tough conversations with people. Um, so then we lived in that house until we moved here. So when we came to this house, I decided that we were going to move in the middle of summer. So starting a new job, selling a house 100 miles away. Getting your kids started in a new school district. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff going on in yes. one little spot. Um, and we, I made the executive decision that we we're going to rent because I drove around this amazing market and I couldn't, I couldn't see where I wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, we had two <clears> large <throat> dogs. Um, one was a pit bull dane that stood at her hip. So trying to find a place to rent doesn't yeah. exist. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, so from there, we rented in Huxley. We ended up in Huxley, and that's where we are now today. So at some point, they'll Is be- Is that where you guys are now? Yeah, we're oh, in Huxley. Great community. It's a great community. I hate the commute, though. Let's yeah. talk about the commute. No, no thank you. Yeah, especially during the, when the weather. Winter, yeah. people are not nice. People drive fast, crazy. Yes, yes. Um, I'm And not, I'm always I'm out and about. Person. So at some point, at some point- There'll be a residency a little bit closer yes. to all the festivities. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a lot of hard shit to go through. My goodness. But obviously, I mean, in retrospect, <clears throat> what what do you think your b- biggest lesson was or what are you proud of yourself for? In that space, I learned. So also, you know, in that space, when you start a family, you have kids, and then you kind of lose yourself a little bit in that space. And then you throw all that shit that just happened on top of it. You really, and then at that point in time, my husband was working late nights, a lot of overtime. Um, so I really kind of felt like I was alone. So it was a long step journey to kind of pivot and go through all, all those hardships and understand, you know what I had it, I, I had it, but I overcame it. And there's always somebody that's got it worse than I do. There was people that didn't know how to navigate the system or mm-hmm. have the conversations that they needed. And so I learned that I can do hard shit. And I learned that I can 
be that person again and I don't let things defeat me or define me. I love that. Just keep going. Boom. Yeah. Boom. I love it. I love that. Define and defeat. Mm-hmm. So if we looked you up in the dictionary, that's where you would be. Actually, look me up under <laughs> Mel Devanya. Mel Devanya. Mel Devanya. <laughs> you have to say it with the Mel Devanya. So, yes, tell us a little bit about Mel Devanya. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that has to go back to um, before the flood and all that and before marriage and kids. There was, I worked at a bar in Cedar Rapids and I was the shot girl. I was the only one that had shots every night. This is how I bought my first house, by the way. I made more money at that job than I did working full time. Is that where this picture is from? Yeah. Okay. You got to show this picture. Yes. So anyway, at that point in time, I moved from Cedar Rapids or from Winfield, small town, Iowa, Winfield into Cedar Rapids. And I worked at the largest nightclub in town. So I had the opportunity to be the coyote ugly of Iowa. Oh yeah. That's her. She's sassy. She, this see is sassastic. This is very sassastic. Like, Santa's <laughs> naughty little helper. That's <laughs> Santa's naughty helper. Oh shit! So you were. This was Shot Girl. That was Shot Girl. Yep. Okay. And that nickname stays still oh. true to this day. There's people that still call me Shot Girl. Yeah. So that was my pre-marriage. You know, before I lost myself and my sanity and and figured out who the <laughs> if I was. And then after the flood and we get situated, I ran into, uh, there was this dance vitality class that was fitness dance, you know, hip hop and all this stuff. Well, we also did burlesque. We did vintage burlesque and we performed on the stage for a group, like 125 women. And it was all about loving your body, embracing it and being who the fuck you really are and and just showing up and doing it. Uh, One of the most incredible another pivotal, pivotal moment in, in really, truly owning who you were. And at that point in time, I was 300 pounds. I just, if I can get up there and be confident and show others and love their body and dress sexy. And I didn't go fully naked though, just for the record. (laughs) It was all about costume. We might've done the Madonna Vogue custom and I had more lingerie than I knew what the fuck to do with. Yes. It was so much fun though. So just really, truly being allowed to, A, I love to dance. I loved to, I loved that sexy self that I got the opportunity to come back. Mm -hmm. But she also taught us, you know, how to be like confident and looking you in the eye and just how our body language can tell a story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think during that timeframe is when I, you know, I I started, I've always been an exercise fanatic for whatever reason the weight would never come off. Yeah. And, you know, I have my, both my parents have diabetes, so I knew that was coming at me. So it was in that, those pivotal points. And I also took the leap of faith to go get gastric bypass surgery. Okay. So, um, in raising daughters, I needed to make sure that they knew that I wasn't doing this just for a cosmetic reason. Um, that there were some health reasons that were, that gone to it. Now, you know, I had it and it's been a great tool for me, but I, I do say that stress is not my friend and it comes back quicker, but it has been a really great tool for me to learn to manage and and leverage things. But there's a lot of thought process that goes into that. That, It takes a year for you to be approved to go through that surgery. Wow. So 
And when I went through it, it wasn't just like, yep, you're going to do it. There was, you had to lose weight. There was things that you had to follow. Let, let's not talk about the liquid diet that you're on for two weeks. Oh, shit. You could just, and then, so after my surgery, I went to Las Vegas. Like, oh, let's <laughs> Three weeks after my surgery, I went to Vegas. That does not sound like a very good idea. Was that the liquid diet? <laughs> no, because I couldn't even drink. Because you're, because you're a yeah. So that's a thing too. You're not supposed to drink that much. Yeah. Um, because your stomach's only like this big. Sure. Um, <laughs> and finding good food that I could eat was nearly impossible. So I finally oh. ended up getting going to. I found a buffet. Yeah. That had cottage cheese on there. And I literally said, can I buy like a pint of cottage cheese from you? And they're like, it's this girl. And I was like, you don't understand. Like I, and, and going to Vegas when you can't drink oh and you're like work play. Yeah. And you're out till two thirty, three o'clock in the morning oh. and your friends are on a whole nother level. And you're like, I, okay, I can't, I just can't. Yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. I'm not on your level. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, I've done some hard shit. Oh, my gosh. Big shit. One shit. You know, the thing of it is, though, is that people would never know that you're not from here because you come into a room and, like you said, you just know everybody and everybody knows you and you bring such this amazing and welcoming energy. And you really do. And I know that everybody would say that about you. Um, So, and like I said, I didn't even know that you weren't from here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that I belong in. I'm a DSM friends. Yes. I'm, uh, yes. So I will say coming here is really where I learned my superpower of networking and mm-hmm. connecting. And you really truly know how connected you are until you do move your family somewhere else and your connections run deep. And that's where I started my selfie game and showcasing and highlighting all the great things yes. and people and experiences that I got to experience because I knew I had friends that lived in Cedar Rapids. And if they came to Des Moines, I wanted them to experience all these great things about this market. Yeah. And you do, you do it so well. You're like the DSM cheerleader. I try to be. Well, you are my friend. Okay. Well, thank you. So we're going to hop in a little DeLorean and do some time travel. Okay. Okay. You only have a few minutes. Okay. So we get to go back. What message do you have for her? What would you tell her? I would say you're still doing it, girl, and you you still got a lot more to go. And this is proof that you set your mind to anything and you're going to achieve anything. And yes, I could still, I could look like that again. <laughs> it's going to take no more drinks and no more, but I could, I could look like that again. Watch me. Well, but you don't need to because you love yourself right now. That's right. I do. Yes. Yeah. I think you would tell her, girl, you can do hard shit. I think I would tell her that, girl, you've done hard shit and you can do yes. hard shit. And- but it's also, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't have really great people, support. And I think that is as we continue to grow and, you know, moving into a new market and making new friends yeah. at 40 is not fun. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And, but I will say, damn, I've got some good, good, good friends and great mentors and awesome people that just make living life great. And what a great mo- uh, role model for your daughters. Literally, in that aspect of you can do hard shit. You can. Which I'm so appreciative of the relationships that I have with them and just the openness that we have. I wish I would have had that with my mom and my being able to just communicate and talk and go through the hard shit and know that I have support 
and that I'm not afraid to talk about sex or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. Um, And I I think that's a little bit different Mm -hmm. situation that we live in than what, you know, our kids are growing up than what we experienced. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Well, I know that we could keep talking and talking and talking. Um, I have no doubt we will be having you back on. Uh, maybe we could uh, dress up as burlesque. Ooh. Could, oh, we could do our stage names yes. and we could put come yes. up with our costumes. Yes. And, oh, yes. Mr. The hair, the makeup, everything. Oh, let's yeah. do it. That'd Mr. Producer fun. will tell us that is the after dark series. The G-Spa. Yes. I, yeah. Yes. I think mm. we have... <laughs> A whole nother podcast that that come alive at some point. We even so in the burlesque part, we also did um where we did chair burlesque and we actually Ooh. like you actually did a dance, like a striptease yes. dance. Yes. And we had a chair here. I could actually show you a fun trick that I can do on a chair. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Mr. Producer, Mr. Producer is, just pointed to yes, his chair. He's willing to give up his chair. Oh. <laughs> I might have to demonstrate. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Oh, <laughs> wait, we didn't do. We got to do real quick. Oh, oh gosh, okay. short yes. answer. Spin oh, I'm excited. Oh, a legacy you want to leave. Oh, that's a good one for that's you, a, honey. Very that's a good, good one for you. Okay, so the legacy that I want to leave is I want to leave that I'm breaking through barriers. I'm going after who it is I'm and what I'm capable of doing, and I'm meeting where my purpose meets my passion. And knowing at the end of the day that I've done it, I've achieved it, and I went after it. Yeah. <laughs> Gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that is fantastic. That's, that's, yeah. This is awesome. Mic drop it. moment. Yes, mic drop. Okay. I need to get a little mini microphone that we can drop it. Yes. Yeah, not a these little. ones. <laughs> not your big mic. You can't drop the big mic. No, exactly. <laughs> well. Thank you for joining us. It's a wrap. Oh my God, you guys, that was so much fun. Thank you. That was a blast. I loved it. I do have a tiny little microphone I can bring. That would be so funny. Thank you, ladies. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Heart you too. Your Sastastic Life is produced by Apex VO. Go to apexvo.com. That's A P E X X V O. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow us, follow our sassiness mm-hmm. on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on the LinkedIn. Be sure to go out and live your most sastastic life. Mm. And also on the YouTubes, friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>